Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hello, hello. Welcome back, sister friend and brother friends. I mean, it has come to my attention that we got some guys listening to the Garden of Favor podcast. Shout out to the men who aren't intimidated by some flowers and some girly picture and who aren't closed-minded to not know that, you know, we can learn from each other as Christians, right? Iron sharpens iron. So, hey guys, if you are a guy or a gal listening to this, I am so grateful for you spending some time with me today, and I am excited for what for what God has for us. So, oh goodness, today we are talking about being a control freak and a perfectionist. I feel like those two things go hand in hand. You're probably not a perfectionist if you're not a control freak also. They, they go hand in hand. There's this idea of everything has to be perfect, everything... You know, you have to control everything so that you know where it's headed. And these are two very dangerous characteristics to a Christian entrepreneur. And I'm going to show you what God revealed to me today so that hopefully God can start speaking to your heart. If you have carried those titles, control freak and perfectionist, as badges of honor, I find that, you know, oftentimes we have these titles that the world throws around a lot and we sometimes will claim them as, as who we are too. And uh, the more I learn about my identity in Christ, the more I learn that those, you know, a lot of the things that the world wants to label us as and or wear as these, like I say, badges of honor, that that they're really not who God calls us to be. And they're not who God, how God sees us. So control freak and perfectionist, we're talking about those two today specifically. And let's jump right in. So first of all, I have, I have built multiple different businesses and I've done them multiple different ways and I have learned over the last almost seven years just things that I was doing wrong and one of those things was being a control freak and and I feeling like I needed to do it all and part of that for me was pride because I wanted to take all the accolades for it and, and again these are very these aren't things that like you know ahead of time like I I wasn't going into it thinking I want the credit I want the credit for all of it but what God showed me over time is wait a second like let let me show you how this can be done even better and let me show you why and and you need to stay in your lane and do what I've called you to do and so I don't want to get into my four points before, but if that resonates with you at all, then I hope today speaks to you. And then this whole idea of perfectionism, I get the pleasure of working one-on-one with with a, a lot of amazing, incredible women who are entrepreneurs. And the one thing that plagues so many of them is this idea that something has to be done perfect 
before it can be done at all. And this was actually easier for me. The perfectionism was easier for me to give up before the control was. And so I'm going to share with you four tips today relating to these two topics that I hope, again, God speaks to you and perhaps shows you a different way to see yourself. And so take off the badge of honor that says, hello, I'm a control freak. Take off the badge of honor that says, hello, I'm a perfectionist. And let's replace that with your identity in Christ. So number one, first and foremost, Jesus is the only one with the title of perfect. Whoever walked this earth. Jesus is the only one who has made no mistakes, who has done everything perfect, who has never fallen for temptation or didn't have a prideful heart, didn't do anything wrong. Like, like let's stop competing for that title because Jesus is the only one that can carry that title and carry it 100% real, truthful, that, that's in, in fact, right? But, and if we were perfect we wouldn't need a savior. So this idea of saying, well, I'm just a perfectionist and I, you know, that's just the way, that's just the way that I am. Let's drop that. Today, Jesus is the only person who walked on this earth in, in bodily form and was perfect. And if we were perfect and if we did everything perfect, we wouldn't need a savior. You wouldn't need God to help steer your business. You wouldn't need to go to him and say, what should I do next? Or is this what you want me to do? If you were able to be perfect, then you would totally eliminate the need of a savior. And isn't that the whole reason Jesus came? Because we can't be perfect. You know, when I read through the Old Testament and I see all the laws and all the things that the Israelites had to keep keep in step with and all these rules that they had to follow because they literally could not be perfect. You know, it's kind of like that. You hit your head, your hand on your forehead, like, come on, people. And you know, the more you read about them and just how they were just really ignorant and oblivious to God and his love. But I mean, then it humbles me to say, goodness, what am I doing? How am I doing that in my own life? So we need a savior. We need Jesus. That's why he came to be perfect and blameless for us. That isn't just about salvation. That's about every area of our life, whether you are carrying guilt about being, a, uh, you know, not the perfect mother or not the perfect, uh, well, today I know some guys are listening, so not the perfect father or not the perfect boss, not the perfect employee, not the perfect fitness person, not the whatever this idea of being perfect is, is a complete false lie because that's why Jesus came. Grace, not perfection. Actually, it's a book I've read before um, by, I think her name's Emily, Emily Lee, Grace, Not Perfection. And we need to give ourselves grace in our business too. Now, that does not mean we don't try to do things with excellence, right? When we, we're supposed to do everything to the best of our ability, but that doesn't mean that we're supposed to not do it because we can't do it perfect. So Jesus is the only one with the title of perfect. Let's give that up because we wouldn't need a savior and we wouldn't need him to lead us in our business. We wouldn't need the guidance of the Holy Spirit if we were perfect ourselves. So drop that title today. Can, can you promise me you're going to do that? All right, let's move on to number two. Let me be real honest with you. If you're building a business online and or it doesn't even matter if you're building online or in person, have you ever met someone that you put on a pedestal? Let me just ask you, like think of somebody right now that you have put on a pedestal. You think the world of them. You, I don't know, maybe they have the perfect job. They have the, 
I don't know what, what are the things that you really value in other people, but think about that person. Now, can you relate to them really well? Do you feel like you guys are so similar and, you know, gosh, and it doesn't mean that people can't inspire us. Don't, I mean, yes, people can inspire us to be better and do all of those things. But the reality is you cannot relate and then to, to perfect. Other people can't relate to perfect. So if you're building a business that is a business about being relatable, and listen, we people relate to people in their imperfections. If you were to watch some video and it's all about this person just talking about all the great things that have happened in their life, you're probably like, man, well, that person was, you know, born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Or now if they told you the story of the, the trials that they've gone through and the dark seasons and all the things that they've lost, but then came out on the other side of it. Now that's a story of hope because you can see they've already gone through the darkness. They've gone through these low points in their life, but God. And so people cannot relate to perfectionism. People can't relate to perfect. People actually relate to the very opposite. They relate to the dark sides of seasons of your life. They relate to the to the 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 valleys that you've gone through. Now the other side of that is the fact that you're still standing and that God has brought you through it, right? Uh, but if you're building a business that is supposed to be relatable to people, and I would say that most people who are building small, um, you know, entrepreneurial businesses that it's it has a lot to do with storytelling and storytelling isn't all about the victory storytelling is about the the trials and then the triumphs it's about our test to our testimony our mess to a message victim to victor the bad comes before the good and so if we try to portray this perfect person most likely people are never going to be able to relate to you. I mean, come on, it's why I'm not on Instagram anymore. Well, it's not, that's not the only reason. That's one of the reasons why I never felt that I could really build a large uh, platform on Instagram because it stresses me out to see all these perfect images of these people with, you know, five kids. I only have three, but these parents with five kids and they all have matching outfits and they're so stinking cute. And while I like it and I'm tempted to, you know, buy the outfits for my family and I'm like, man, I wish my house was that clean. And oh goodness, I wish I could get all of my kids to let me take really cute pictures of them all the time and have the filter and I can't, I can't even relate to that. I'm like, wait a second. And you cook and you clean and you run a business and you, how do you do it? And that starts to put that woman in this place of man, she just must have it all together. And what I have learned over time, not only in my own life, because I know what it's like to make myself look quote unquote perfect to people and that my life is perfect and that Really, what God showed me about network marketing is that I was making myself an idol to women. And I know there are a lot of people listening to this who are in network marketing, and I want to challenge you. Are you making people want your life, or are you making people want your savior? That was something that God hit me with big time, that I knew women were saying, oh, you know, and they were just saying all these good things about me, which felt good. But really, in reality, what I realized was that I was making myself an idol to people. And that perfect life that, you know, I might look at on Instagram where that woman, and I'm not saying everybody has that. And I didn't have that intention. That wasn't my intention, but that's how the devil used it, right? What God intends for good, the enemy will use for evil. And so when I look at these Instagram accounts that are perfect and these kids, I'm like, how do your kids not have stain on your stains on the white shirt? I mean, I can't relate I can't relate. Now, do I want that? Sure. But then I'm like, but that's not realistic. You know, I don't even buy my kids white clothes. Who buys their kids white shirts? 
I don't, I don't get it. So uh, all that to say, people can't relate to perfectionism. And if they are looking at that and wanting that, then perhaps that's becoming an idol more so than wanting the God that they potentially see in us and the light that we're called to be in the darkness. And so in order to be a light in the dark, there's got to be some dark that we have overcome as well. Again, that's why we need a savior. So people can't relate to perfectionism. And so if you're always thinking that it has to be perfect, then you are misleading people to do life God's way. That, that That's exactly why you can still have favor. You can still have success. You can still have, uh, you know, uh, good things happen to you and it not be perfect. Why? B- because God, because he's so good. And the Bible is full of him using imperfect people, the most unlikely people to do incredible things, but ultimately always to point people back to him. All right. So for those of you who are perfectionists and you're relating to this and you probably have these control freak tendencies as well, I need to give you a blunt truth is that you can do anything, but you cannot do everything at once. You can do anything. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But you, that's truth, right? But you can't do everything. Again, that's God. God can do everything at once. He can do it all. And so if we feel like we need to be in control all the time and that we need to do everything, we need to be in control of all the pieces of our business and how our kids are and all these things, Too rigid doesn't leave room for the Holy Spirit to move. When we're too rigid and we're too in control and everything is too, like, and I'm not saying it's wrong to have a schedule. I think you should. I'm not saying that it's wrong. Again, there are are two sides to the spectrum here, right? So I naturally am a all or nothing person. Naturally, I am all in. And I mean, this is for every area of my life, whether it's my career, whether it is a relationship, whether it's my health and fitness, my my nutrition. If I'm in, girl, I'm in. Like I am sold out. I'm in. Now, that's good sometimes. There's always extremes, right? We don't want to be extreme of anything. But, except for Jesus. (laughs) But the opposite of that is really unhealthy. It's like, well, who cares? You know, I didn't eat, didn't eat well yesterday. So I might as well just go ahead and just throw this whole week to the wind and eat whatever I want. And then before I know it, I'm bloated and I don't feel good. And I've just thrown in the towel. Didn't work out this day. Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm going to give up. I, I, whatever. Or relationships. I mean, I used to have a pattern of this in both romantic relationships, like boyfriends and, and whatnot, and, and friends. I'm all in or I'm all out. And that's not healthy. So if that's you, this is a bonus tip today. I want to leave you with this. uh, I'm not going to leave you yet. I've got uh, another point to make. But I'm going to give you this um, affirmation for you to speak over your life and to pray about. I used to be an all or nothing person. But God is teaching me how to find joy in the middle. I used to be an all or nothing person. But God is teaching me how to find joy in the middle. I have spoken that over myself so much to where I started to believe it. Our minds be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Well, we've got to do some mindset work and we have to speak life over ourselves and tie it to truths. God is helping me find joy in the middle, finding joy in your sufferings. 
finding joy in the good. God wants to help us. It doesn't have to, life doesn't have to all be good in order for us to find joy. And on the flip side, if life isn't dealing, if we feel like, you know, we're not in a good place and, and what it looks like on the outside, we can still find joy in the discomfort and in the mess and in the waiting. So you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. And what I see too many entrepreneurs doing is sacrificing everything in order to be in control of it all. And the quicker you realize that you are not in control, it is God. I promise you, the more favor you're going to start to see in your business when you hand over the controls to him. And I think about a driver's seat that, you know, God's given you the vehicle. Your business is a vehicle and he will fill you with it. Well, you need to go to the gas station to get filled with, with some, some oil to keep going. But that's you reading your word, spending time with Jesus, praying, worshiping him, being grateful, like all those things that, that give us, that fill us, right? But God needs to be in the driver's seat. We can be in the passenger seat. It's okay. And I think this idea of we're the CEO and, you know, I gave that up. I said, I don't want to be the CEO. I want God to be in control. I want him to be my leader. I want him to be in the driver's seat. I am the co-pilot. He is the pilot. And the quicker you can realize that and how important that is in order to live out a kingdom business and do business God's way, the quicker you are going to start to see miracles and amazing things and favor happen in your business that literally you can't explain it except, I don't know, God, he is so good. And I have story after story after story, especially over the last couple of years when I surrendered everything to him. I got to the top and I I was with him, but I was still very much, I would kind of go back and forth between, okay, you drive, okay, me drive, okay, you drive, and okay, me drive. And I became exhausted exhausted. And I am in this flow season right now that I am so grateful for because I have learned that I need to give him the driver's seat. And when I try to get in and do it myself, I start to become tired because I recognize I can do anything, but I can't do everything. God, that he is the one that can do anything and everything at the same time. And if I give him control, he will, he'll do what he wants to do. And I also think about seasons, right? So if you are a mom of a I need a drink. Hold on. Okay. I am. Um, if you're a mom of a, of a newborn that's not even sleeping through the night, and I've gone through this three times, I've built businesses with, with having three itty bitty babies. And I go through seasons of, okay, well, I'm not even sleeping through the night. So I'm not going to beat myself up for, again, not being perfect, not sticking to my miracle morning routine because I had a baby that was up all throughout the night. And so give yourself some grace in the different seasons of your life. But in different seasons, God will also equip us in ways to where we will start to do more of different things and less of other things. So you can do anything. You can't do everything. Think about the season of, the, of your life you're in, what God has brought you through. And even on that, this kind of tags into the last point is when we do it all. When we have control of everything, not only from a spiritual level and, and trusting that God is in the driver's seat and that the Holy Spirit guides us, we not only that, do we rob him the opportunity of showing up in our business in, in miraculous ways that literally only allow us to say, I don't know, but God, we also rob other people of fulfilling their calling. I mean, think about that. For example... If you are running a business online and you absolutely can't stand 
posting on your Facebook business page. It just, it sucks the life out of you. It is the biggest thing that causes you just stress and it takes the joy away and all that. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, I would say suck it up buttercup, that you shouldn't do things that you don't like to do just because you don't like to do them. But I'm telling you, if you recognize that your energy is drained from that, well, what if God is calling you to to do more live videos and that he wants you to delegate the posting content to a virtual assistant? That they take off the pressure of the posting the content and you still you still walk in your calling, you still deliver the content in, in a video format, and then you pay someone to repurpose that content to create post. Now, if you think you have to do it all and you're stressing yourself out and there's not enough time in the day and you just can't get everything done, perhaps you are robbing someone else of their calling. Maybe you're robbing a virtual assistant of their calling to partner with you and to be able to take that off of your plate so that they, they do what they were called to do do more of that administrative work. Administrative work is literally a gift. Administration, there's a gift for that. The people who like that stuff, that are literally gifted with that. If you haven't taken the five-fold ministry test, I would highly encourage you. I'll leave that in the notes so that you guys can take that. And uh, it's great to see what are, I'm writing it down so I don't forget. Um, I always say stuff on these, I'm noticing, and then I'm like, oh, I forgot what I said. Um, so the five-fold ministry, I'll leave that in the notes. But I, you know, if you're robbing someone else of fulfilling their calling because you are being selfish because you think you have to do it all, I mean, come on. What if? And I, I and the next episode, I'm going to share with you how I started to delegate on a small budget and what are the things that I started to delegate first and then where I am today and in the, in the different things that I delegate. And I, uh, I hope to share with you some really good tips about that in the next episode of delegating and why I started delegating and recognizing that I was taking away the opportunity for others to fulfill their calling and and, and really practice their gifts because I was being selfish and prideful to think that, you know, I could do it better, quicker, or just the fact that I was in control and I needed to do it. And so the more, again, you recognize that God is in control, the less you will feel that you need to be in control of everything. And when you make the right hires and you hire the right people and you partner with the right people to help you with your business, it's that whole iron sharpens iron. They do their thing. They're in their flow. They are staying in their lane and and doing their giftings while then you get to stay in your gift, stay in your lane and do the things that God has called you to do. So control freak, perfectionist, let's drop those titles and let's remember that God is the, or Jesus is the only person to walk on earth in human form at, and, and be perfect. We, and if, if we are perfect, we don't need a savior. And that is everything against the gospel and everything that we know to be true. So give the title of perfectionist and perfectionism up. I, I was not meant to be perfect. That's why I need a savior. And people don't relate to perfect. And the being in control all the time, yes, you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. And in the different seasons of your life, God will strengthen you and continue to, to grow you into who he's calling you to be. And if you aren't, you know, I love the quote, elevation requires separation. And I think that could be not only in, in people, right? Sometimes when God is, God is, uh, 
purifying you and, you know, cleaning your, uh, pruning your vines, he will, he will remove people from your life so that you can continue to grow and they aren't meant to go with you. But in, in addition to that, I think there's also, we can think about it from a business perspective that elevation requires separation in order for you to truly walk in your gifting and in the one thing that God has really gifted you to do. For me, that's speaking. And so ideally, what I want to do is nothing but do podcast, go live and get into one-on-one calls with with clients who really want to have breakthrough and do business God's way. Like that's a dream all I want to do. Do I still do some of the other tedious work? There's a few things that I do. Recently been in transition of, of moving from one VA to another. My other VA, I'm so proud of her. Shout out to Brooke. Um, she has been an amazing VA the last uh, two years, but God was calling her into coaching and to go in coaching full time. And now she's doing that. And how incredible is it for her to recognize her gifts? Because she could have fallen into that well, and she did for so long. She's like, well, it's money and that, you know, it's paying bills. And if I, you know, continue to just keep, she was keeping me and one other client for so long because she's, she enjoyed working with us and it was money. So why wouldn't she? But God really put on her heart, hey, if you continue to fill your plate with that, then I can't give you what I want to give you because you literally don't have the capacity And so she had to decide, okay, I'm going to stop working this VA role, even though I enjoy it and I'm good at it and I, I'm serving in a way and it's, it's, it looks good. Right. And I'm helping these women like myself and another woman, she was like another client of hers. And she had to make that decision to say, but I'm not really fulfilling my calling if I'm staying busy doing these other things. It, it goes to say, you know, perfectionism, a control freak is literally a distraction from the enemy. Because if he, if you think you need to be control of everything, it's a distraction from the very thing God is calling you to do. So I'm going to leave you with that. Stop robbing others of fulfilling their calling because you think you have to do it all. All right. I'm going to end with some prayer and I will see you in episode 14, all about delegating. And we'll get, we'll dig deeper into, like I said, what, what I started to delegate when I was really on a budget and I was barely, you know, making the kind of money that I thought I could have a VA or, or what did I do? And then I'll walk you through that and kind of like what that looks like now. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being the example of perfect. Thank you for showing us what, what we are supposed to be like, what we are supposed to go for. But thank you for also being so gracious and giving your life because you knew we could never be perfect on this earth and that we will never fulfill that role until we are in heaven and you come back to get us. And God, we just thank you so much for giving your son for our sins to be the perfect example and to be the perfection in all of our in all of our sins and all of our mistakes that we make god we just give up that we give up that idea that we need to be perfect so that we can let your miracles and your wonders move in our businesses like never before but god we want to be able to say look at what god did for me he used me someone so unlikely to 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 even do this you call the called not you don't you qualify the called you don't just qualify 
the people. Um, you don't you don't just take the people who are already qualified. You qualify the called. And so God, thank you for calling us to this beautiful ministry to help share you and your light and your love to love you and love people through our business. And God, we give up the idea that we need to be in control of everything because when we are in control, then you are not. And God, we surrender that lie from the enemy that we need to be in control of everything, not only from a you and us level, but also from if we are in control of everything and doing it all ourselves, that we are robbing other people of fulfilling their calling to serve in the capacity that you have called them to serve. God, we thank you for allowing us to do this. We thank you for allowing business to be a ministry. And we want to uh, declare today that you are in control and that we trust you and what you are doing and that we are forever grateful for your, your goodness and your provision and your faithfulness and your guidance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, before I go, I hope today spoke to you, but if you missed episodes 8, I'm sorry, episodes 9, 10, 11, and 12, all about how to bloom your brand God's way. If you have been confused about your brand, and you are like, you know what? I, I know God has this idea, like what he's given me this gift, but I don't really see it. I don't know. And I'm trying to follow these experts way of marketing and it's it's not making, um, you're not connecting all the dots 100% and it just doesn't sit right. Uh, I hope that episodes 9, 10, 11, and 12 bless you in a way that you have never thought about business before. God walked me through this myself and I am so excited to share it with you as I've been able to walk some one-on-one -on -one clients through it. I thought, you know what? I need to share it with the world. Uh, so if you haven't, check out those episodes and if you are still thinking about or if you are in need of a, a program that's gonna help you really identify, okay, what are the details of this thing that God, I have this idea or you know, maybe you don't quite have the idea yet but you really know that God has called you to more. And, or perhaps you have a business. Like I had a network marketing business, but I felt like God is calling me to something else. Like I can keep this, but he, there's more. There is more to this whole idea of me having this online business. I know that I have a bigger ministry than selling these products. And perhaps that's you, but you're not sure what it is, or you're not sure really how to add it to your current brand or pivot in a way that you, okay, you can still keep that, but what else is God calling you to? Um, or perhaps you have something now and you really don't love it, but you don't really know how to do it. And this next time you do it, before you do it, you know you need to do it God's way. You need to cultivate a business that is glorifying and honoring to him. Then the Garden of Favor Framework course is for you. It's an eight-week course. It is uh, full of all of the things that I have learned the hard way over the last seven, almost seven years of being an entrepreneur and building multiple businesses. And I want to fast track you to, to build, build a business God's way. And so I am so excited to take you from the idea of getting all the details to mapping out your business so that you know what, it, what it's going to look like to cultivating confidence in who God has called you to be. Like that's part of, that's a huge part of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is to know that and own what it is that God has given you to do and then how to bloom in those blessings and to really experience God's favor. Not because of really anything you did except being obedient, but that starts with listening to his voice and understanding what he's calling you to do. And so if that is of interest to you, I will leave that link as well below. Doors are closing um, for a time. They're closing on the 14th. 
uh, and so no pressure, but they'll open, reopen probably at some point. I'm just not sure when, but uh, we would love to have you in the Garden of Favor framework course and end this year on a really high note to start this new 2021 in a really great place. So hope to see you in the Garden of Favor and have a fantastic day.